Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 249 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our study for this week, covering August the 31st to September 6th, Helaman 13 to 16, Glad Tidings of Great Joy. And today uh, we are covering mostly Chapter 15 and also a bit of Chapter 16. Uh, We're looking at, again, how... Uh, oh no, not that one. The, the Lord is merciful to those who repent. So basically, in verse fifteen, uh, Samuel the Lamanite has given the great signs of Christ's birth and his death, and he is now um, teaching them about um, again how they need to repent. Basically, uh, and in verse four, he says a, a phrase which I found surprising to begin with. He says, "But behold, my brethren, the Lamanites hath he hated because of their deeds, because their deeds have been evil continually, and this because of the iniquity of the tradition of their fathers. But behold, salvation hath come unto them through the preaching of the Nephites, and for this intent hath the Lord prolonged their days." Now it's interesting that he used the phrase that the, that the Lord hated that hated the Lamanites, and you think that that's probably a bit strong. Um, a phrase to use, because of course you know we've just spoken about yesterday the divine love of God and how He loves all His children, but then obviously it's using the term hate, and in our in our vocabulary today, you know hate would be pretty much the opposite of of love. Uh, so to think that the Lord would hate a, a group of people sounds quite harsh to us. However, um, it's it was used differently, uh, seemingly uh, this this phrase in ancient societies. According to Raymond Westbrook, and this can be found in the um, the Book of Mormon Central Know Why, number 186, why did the Samuel say that the Lord uh, hated the Lamanites? It says, uh, quote, Terms of effect such as love and hate are employed in servant-master-vassal-overlord relations. Close quote. And further, um, the, the Know Why says, quote, David Bokovoy explained, scholars in recent decades have shown that in the biblical world, the word love often represented a, con- a con- covenantal devotion to one superior, while at his opposite, namely hate, at times signified the status of an individual outside of this uh, affiliation. While the con- connotation of these words for Westerners usually signifies an intense emotional charge, in the ancient Near East, love and hate often carried the aforementioned unique covenantal connotation. Close quote. So it seems that actually the terms love and hate in uh, ancient um, societies and civilizations refer to a a covenant. So those that uh, the Lord loved uh, were people that were in a covenant with him. um, And those that the Lord, quote, hated uh, were outside of this covenant uh, relationship uh, and chose to remove themselves from it outside of this affiliation it wasn't that you know emotionally that the Lord loves the that loves one people and he hates another. Uh, it's a case that they are in a covenant with him and he's able to bless them with additional blessings. Uh, in verse five, um, Samuel then says that, uh, that that about this this about the Lamanites. And I would that you should behold that the more part of them are in the path of their duty and they do walk circumspect circumspectly before God. And they do observe to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments according to the law of Moses. Um, Elder David A. Bednar said this about this path of duty, quote, Converted Lamanites in the book of Helaman are described as being in the path of their duty. As these examples highlight, the key characteristics associated with conversion are experiencing a mighty change in our hearts. 
having a disposition to do good continually, going forward in the path of duty, walking circumspectly before God, keeping the commandments and serving in unweary diligence. Clearly, these faithful souls had become deeply devoted to the Lord and his teachings. Close quote. Are we walking in the path of our duty? If we are repenting, are we turning to our Heavenly Father and going about what we, what we are asked to do, uh, even when things are difficult or hard? Are we um, seeking to do his will, no matter what that will may be? It may not be the will that we have envisaged for us or, um, or thought would happen, but are we still willing to walk in that path and be faithful and grateful uh, for the ways in which we can love and serve uh, in, in our path of duty? Um, he goes further on and he, I mean, I'm not going to go over a lot of what he says in chapter 15. There's quite a bit of repetition because obviously these Nephites needed it just like we do. You know, we often say in general conference that we hear the same things uh, very often. And, you know, well, that's just the way it is. Uh, we, we also need those reminders. But then in verse 14, he says a very powerful statement, which I'm sure uh, is probably why there is such a negative reaction from a number of the Nephites. He says in verse 14, Therefore I say unto you, it shall be better for them than for you, except you repent. Um, and I just thought, wow, you know, it's a, it's a powerful statement to make to this group of people who, when you think about it, in, in their tradition of their fathers, they have always been the righteous ones. They have always been superior in a way to the Lamanites in terms of their relationship to the Lord and therefore their blessed state. And so it's ironic that, you know, to begin with, these Lamanites, they were suffering because of the the traditions of their fathers having no faith in Christ and uh, a cynical nature uh, toward uh, spiritual matters. But then the Nephites, you know, I would argue are also suffering at this time because of the traditions of their fathers. They may have this kind of uh, elective view that they are the Lord's chosen people and therefore no matter what they do um, they are, they will be blessed and they will be better and they are superior in, in many ways to the Lamanites but of course we know that is not how it works it is down to the covenants they make how faithful they are to the Lord and how much faith in Christ they um, they demonstrate which at this time they are not and so in, so in Helaman 16 uh, we see that um, many people go to Nephi to be baptised, uh, and that is a wonderful blessing, I'm sure, for him. And we'll talk about that in, a, in, a, in tomorrow's episode a bit more. But in verse 2 it says, But as many as there were who did not believe the words of Samuel, that they were angry with him, and they cast stones at him upon the wall, and also shot at, many shot arrows at him as he stood upon the wall. But the Spirit of the Lord was with him, insomuch that they could not hit him with their stones, neither with their arrows. Uh, Spencer W. Kimball said this, quote, Has the world ever seen a more classic example of indomitable will, of faith, of courage, than that displayed of Samuel the prophet? Visualise, if you can, this despised Lamanite standing on the walls of Zarahemla while many arrows and stones were shot at him, crying out to his accusers that the sword of justice hung over them. So righteous was he that God sent an angel to visit him. His predictions were fulfilled in due time relating to the early coming of Christ, his ministry, death and resurrection and the eventual destruction of these Nephite people. So great faith had he that the multitudes could not harm him until his message was delivered. And so important was his message that subsequently the Saviour required a vision of the records to include his prophecies concerning the resurrection of the saints. Close quote. So we know that the example of Samuel the Lamanite was great. We know that his words were powerful and important 
uh, even to the Saviour who pointed out that they needed to be re-added or revised when he came to visit the Nephites. But I can't just help uh, picturing this image of Samuel the Lamanite on the wall, having these stones and these arrows. I can't imagine that you know, these angry group, this angry group of Nephites waits until he finishes his message to then start shooting arrows and stones. I think that this will have probably happened or begun to happen during his message. I could be wrong, but that's just what I envisage. You know, it's unlikely they would have waited till he finished and gone, are you done now? Right, let's shoot some arrows at him. You know, I think that would have probably begun beforehand. Um, and yet he still continued that message. And it, I don't know if... Um, it, it makes me think about uh, when I'm kind of stood uh, you know, at a football or a soccer for those American listeners, uh, like a football pitch. And sometimes there may be like a fence around the outside, like a large metal um, link link fence. Uh, so obviously if a ball is shot toward the goal and it, and it misses and it hits behind uh, the goal, you know, it just bounces off that fence. And sometimes, you know, when you're watching a football match from behind one of these fences and the ball is shot toward you, you just naturally flinch. I mean, it's obvious that there is a fence in the way and it is not and it's not going to let the ball hit you in, in any way, but you still flinch. And so for Samuel the Lamanite to stand on this wall, have these basically weapons of death shot at him and just continue that message without complete faith that he will be able to complete the message the Lord has given him was a powerful thing. And it makes me think of um, Helaman chapter 5, verse 12, which ironically was at the start of this book. And then we see a physical example of this. There were shafts in the whirlwind. There were things being um, shot towards Samuel. And yet he had faith in Christ upon the rock in which he was built, standing on this wall, and uh, and they were not able to harm him. It's a wonderful physical example of this Helaman chapter 5, verse 12 uh, scripture, which at the end of this uh, book of Helaman is brought into a stark a uh, reminder of how much the Lord will protect us uh, if we rely, rely on him. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study podcast. You can uh, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. If you'd like to uh, share your what you've been studying and see what others have been sharing as well. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourself. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.